0: And welcome to a new episode of project twenty five. For today's episode, I interviewed Jorge Torres. Jorge is thirty nine years old, lives in Calgary, but is originally from Zacatecas, Mexico. He is a father, a fund development manager for a non nonprofit, an artist, and an outdoor enthusiast. I met Jorge, in 2016, because he was my boss when I used to work at a call center at State, Also fundraising, but for student scholarships. It's funny because he interviewed me for the job when I was in Mexico and he was in Canada. He couldn't call my Mexican number, so we had to do the interview via FaceTime. <laughs> which, very professional on my end. Um, <laughs> but... For this episode, we had a full circle moment because now I was able to interview him, but for the podcast. The conversation was very interesting because we talked about belonging in places we've never been, the not so glamorous side of being an immigrant that you do not see on Instagram, and the importance of living in the here and now. I hope you enjoyed the episode as much as I did. Project 25 was born out of the obsession that we have of figuring things out. Honestly, being 25 is weird because we either pursue certain goals without questioning if they're what we truly want, or we're not sure what direction to follow, and that leaves us with a lot of uncertainty. I'm Andrea Juarez, I'm 25 and I decided to ask my family members, friends and people I admire about their experiences being 25, what they did, what were their beliefs, what they've learned and what's their advice for the new generation of 20-somethings. There is a lot to live and learn and I believe that by listening to others we can reflect and learn a little bit more about ourselves and think about what we want for our present and for our future. Hey. Hi Jorge, welcome to Project 25. Thank you for coming. How are you doing today? <laughs>
1: Hi Andrea, thank you for, uh, for inviting me. I'm doing very well. I think it's a really fun project what, you, what you're doing here and um, I feel honored to be invited.
0: Thank you very much for coming and stopping by and for sharing your story. Uh, We already did this in Spanish, so we're doing it in English for the English-speaking listeners. So thank you for your time, Jorge. And just to start off, Jorge, I meant to ask if you can share your age and your title, or how would you describe yourself?
1: Oh, interesting. Yes, I'm 39 years old. But I would mentally describe myself as 12-year-old, 12, 12 and sometimes 25. I don't think I've ever passed like the 25, although I, I'm very different and, and, and I'll tell you about it. But, uh, but yeah, sometimes 12, sometimes 25, sometimes like 60, I would say. Those are my three mental ages. I am a fund development manager. In a non-for-profit industry, my job basically is to reach out to community, to industry, to support a non-for-profit endeavor, which is Habitat for Humanity. They build houses around the world for people in need. So uh, my job is a little bit of marketing, a lot of finance, a little bit of uh, fundraising, relationship building. So a little bit of everything. It's kind of a, a fun job because you you get to do something different every day. Yeah, that's that's who I am. I'm also an artist, so I am fund, fund manager by, by day and uh, artist by night. I love visual arts, so I love painting, drawing. I also do a little bit of writing. And uh, I'm a father. I have a 17-year-old daughter. I'm also an outdoor enthusiast. Enthusiast, sorry. I like to go camping. I like to go hiking. I like uh, cycling. Everything that has to do with the outdoors.
0: Thank you, Jorge. <laughs> and... So Jorge, I know that like we all change throughout the years. So now that you mentioned your like hobbies and interests right now, I wanted to ask, what did you do when you were 25? So were you studying or were you already working and what kind of hobbies did you have back then?
1: Yeah, of course. Uh, So when I was 25, I was graduated from university, I uh, took Bachelor of uh, Business Administration, and I was working at Nestle, at their Nescafe division, I was a a traveling salesman, so I got to travel all over Mexico, meeting clients, meeting suppliers, negotiating contracts, It it was a fun job for a young guy just traveling and meeting new people and, and you know, going to parties and, and every state in Mexico was a really fun thing to do. But I always felt that I, I, I didn't quite, that I was not doing what I was supposed to, or I didn't feel fulfilled or self-actualized in, in my life. And I was a little hard on myself because of it. Like I couldn't figure it out. And I don't know, I just felt I, I belonged somewhere else. As far as an art, or an artist, I've always been an artist. I, I, I've loved art since I was a child, always drawing and painting and writing and kind of a dreamer that way. But I kind of put it off for a while um, just because I I wasn't spending time. I feel now I know that I wasn't spending time in what I was truly passionate and what made me happy. So at 25, I was kind of doing some art, but not really. In a consistent way. I was already a father. I became uh, a father at a very young age, had a little girl already. And yeah, I was uh, living my life thinking I was happy, but in the back of my mind, I I felt I had, um, you know, I wasn't where I was supposed to be.
0: Thank you for sharing, Jorge. Yeah, I think that feeling of wanting to figure things out is very common. 25, (laughs) that's that's why this project exists. (laughs) And I meant to ask as well, so you, you already mentioned that, yeah, you were, you thought like, this is not where I belong. I belong somewhere. And I, that's what I wanted to ask. Like, what did you think when you were 25? So besides that, what was your vision of the world? Like, did you follow any religion? Or did you have like a strong belief or a certain mantra that you followed?
1: Yeah. So you mentioned something interesting and, and very important. that is that you feel as a 20-something-year-old. You feel that you need to have your life figured out by 25, right? That you need to have the the right job that you need to be be making this amount of money that you need to have this family and et cetera, et cetera, right? So you have this preconception of uh, what you should be or your life should be. And sometimes, sometimes it works out and it's great, but a lot of the times it doesn't and it brings frustration and it brings um, sadness and, and depression, so that was my case. Like I had this very preconceived notion of where I was supposed to be because I saw my friends, because that's what I was taught in my family. And, um, and, and I wasn't there, I wasn't there and I wasn't happy. So that's why I, at around 25 is when I made the decision to come to Canada and completely make a 180 degree change in my life. Just a leap of faith, live everything we had, house, job family everything and just come and uh, you know for an adventure here and yeah so that that's what i that i what i felt what i believed i had a I, I feel a very limited vision of what the world was i've always lived in mexico i've never i've visited some other countries but never lived anywhere else so i i've never met a lot of people i've never met different cultures like here so i would say uh a bit of a limited vision, and I've never been a, reli- a very religious person. Certainly wasn't it back then, but now I I feel I've developed a, a bit of more spirituality. But back then it was all work, it was all party. It was not really focusing on what I think now it's important.
0: Thank you for sharing that, and Jorge, from you just mentioned that what you used to believe back then is very different from what you believe now. So so like the mindset has changed, which leads to my next question from when you were 25 to this day, what has changed in your mindset, in your environment, in yourself?
1: Yeah, um, I think I've changed pretty much a different person right now. If uh, you know if somebody met me when I was 25 and they haven't seen me, and they they met me today, they, would, they wouldn't know me. They wouldn't recognize me because I've, I've, I've changed fundamentally what I believe and fundamentally what I do in my life to achieve happiness, basically. I've become a much more resilient person and much more, I would say, happy with who I am. In this 15 years, a lot of things have, have changed. Of course, I, I've moved countries. I came to a different culture. I had to learn a different language. You know, and um, compete and work in, in you know in a culture in a language that was not my own. So that made me very, um, I would say, again, a resilient. And and it was a humbling experience as well. I was very lucky to grow in a in a family that provided everything for me. My my mom just gave me and my my sister everything we needed. We never lack of of anything. So when I came here, and that happens to a lot of um, immigrants, I've I've noticed you come with a a notion or a preconception of what you're going to find here and it's going to be glamorous and you're going to find an, an amazing job and, you know, you make, you're going to make all this money and you're going to travel and you find that it's not that easy, that you have to start from zero basically and, you know, work at the McDonald's, work at the Team Hortons or wherever you can find and just basically start over. So that was a very scary and very awakening experience for me because coming from Mexico, I had a good job you know, I was, I wasn't a teenager. I wasn't a, that young being 26 when I arrived here, I was already, you know, an adult with a, with a, with a previous life. So coming, going back to working, you know, in the service industry or whatever it was, it was hard, but it was humbling and uh, it really changed who I, who I am and, and what I believe, you know, a person should be. So yeah, that, that changed me completely. And then I also learned to relax a little bit. I was so stressed all the time about what people thought about me, about what I needed to be, like I told you. Now I, I, I just chill, you know, like I, I learned to, I, that doesn't mean I'm, I'm still ambitious and I still, you know, want to achieve things and do this, all these things, but I'm just happy and content with who I am right now. And I, I've learned to pause and just enjoy, you know, enjoy the view.
0: Good for you. Yeah, I love hearing that. <laughs> it's a lot I, it's acceptance, right? Like.
1: <laughs> yeah, of course it, it saves you a lot of grief and it saves you a lot of uh worrying for sure.
0: You shared a little bit at in the beginning and right now, because a lot of many things have changed, like your beliefs. But I wanted to ask now what do you do and what are your beliefs? But you can even you mentioned at the beginning what you do for work, but Maybe if you want to dress more of your like hobbies, how how have you grown as an artist, or even like I'm not sure if in Mexico you were an outdoor enthusiast, but I mean <laughs> like what do you do now and what are some other beliefs of yours?
1: Yeah, totally. Well, we can start with beliefs. Like I told you, I, I didn't really think too much about spirituality when I was in Mexico. As I mentioned, I've never been a very religious person. But now I've learned to develop a sense of spirituality and empathy for people that I I think has been very helpful for me to, to transform and to, you know, to be happier. Um, You know, I might not believe in everything that they teach in, in church and in religion, but I do believe that we're connected. I do believe that there's something bigger than, you know, what we see and what we feel and something that, um, you know, that gives us purpose and connects us in a, in a very, you know, in, in, in a spiritual way. So that's my belief. That's what I'm doing now. And, and what brings me a lot of peace. And yeah, you're, you're right. I, I was very different in all regards, not only in my professional or spiritual life. I, I've i always been an artist, but now I've learned to dedicate time to what I love. I've, I, des- uh, I destined part of my day and part of my, you know, my week to do art and do the things I love and and a lot of it was because of Instagram actually that people started to notice my my work and, and my paintings and my drawings and we have a t-shirt business so that's the way I realized hey people like what I what I do and people like what I you know what I have to say and what I have to to show so that kind of motivated me to say okay this is going to be my art, art artist time and this is you know what what I'm going to do at this time so as a result, I produce a lot more art. I paint basically every day. I do commissions, and um, and yeah, I'm a, it's part of my life now, and, and I'm pretty happy because it's something that brings me a lot of tranquility, and, and you know, it's very relaxing for me. I wasn't an outdoor enthusiast when I was in Mexico, even though it's sad because we have so many beautiful places in Mexico to go to. But I I wasn't very active at all. It was when I came here, and you realize that you have to do something. You have to be active here, either in in the winter to you know do something, or, or you go crazy with the with the cold and the, you know, in the and that it gets dark so so uh, early in the day. And also to use the summer because it's only a few months, right? So you, you got to get out there and enjoy it. So that's another thing that changed for me. And I think it's all the result of realizing that you have to put the effort and use the time to do the things you love. Otherwise, you know, you, nobody's going to do it for you. You got to do it yourself.
0: Yeah, like n- no excuses. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. You're responsible for, for, for doing the things you love.
0: Thank you, Jorge. And another question for you. So what has been your biggest challenge and how did you overcome it or how did you deal with it?
1: There has been two huge challenges, I would say, from when I was 25 to now. The first one was moving countries, moving to a new country with a new language, with a new culture was a big challenge. And it's something that I always wanted to do. So I was happy to to take it on. But when I came here, I felt like I wouldn't be, especially when I started working and I went into a professional environment and I, you know, I had to compete with people that spoke perfect English and that, you know, were educated here. I felt like sometimes that I wouldn't be good enough or that I had to work extra, extra hard to show that I was worth it, you know, the position that I was given or, you know, that I could compete and that. And, you know, that I, that I could actually be as valuable as, as somebody that, that was here. And it's um, uh, talking to other um, immigrant friends. It's a feeling that uh, we, a lot of us share, you know, in one or other way in different ways, maybe, but there's always this thought in the back of your head that, Oh, maybe I'm not good enough. You know, maybe, this person, because they, they speak English as the first language, they'll, they'll do it better. But I've learned to, you know, to recognize that we all have strengths and we all have weaknesses and that my strengths are as valuable. I have things that they cannot do and that I can bring to the table. And, uh, you know, I've learned to recognize that. And since I switched that button in my brain, I've done much better in my professional life here in Canada. So that was one of the challenges. The other one is a great number of changes in my personal life that I've experienced since since I was 25. I separated from my ex partner, a relationship that lasted 14 years. So it was it was difficult at the beginning. It, changing it, I felt that it was all I knew, right? Being with with one person and and you know and being with with my daughter, and all of a sudden all of that got changed and and, and got um, thrown away. So it was difficult. But now we've, uh, you know, we've come to a place where we're happy with with each other. And we, um, you know, we we can communicate and we can do what's best for our daughter, which is the most important thing. And yeah, that um, it helped me a lot, again, to tell me how to be resilient and taught me that the bad times never last. So you, uh, you know, you have a bad year, you have a bad couple of years but there's always that always that silver lining there's always that positive thing that's going to come and in my case came in in the form of a new partner a new amazing person in my life that makes me very happy a good relationship with my daughter that it's um, you know that that uh, has changed and, and it has evolved into something beautiful so yeah i look back at those days and they were dark but now they are the ones that kind of took me where i am today so i feel grateful for for both experiences good and, and bad
0: Yig and yang.
1: Exactly, yes. There's no good without bad and vice versa. So, yeah. absolutely.
0: Talking about, well, you mentioned that you have this beautiful relationship with your daughter and we talked about this in the podcast in Spanish. So, yeah, what motivates you and what has motivated you?
1: Number one motivation, like I mentioned, Andres, is my daughter, right? She is the reason I wake up in the morning and, and, and grind and uh, try to be a better person. Just to give her everything that, you know, that was given to me and more and uh, just the best chance for her to be the person she wants to be and, uh, and be happy and self-actualized. That is my main motivation. But also I have a, a, a little selfish motivation, right? And it's uh, myself. I want to be better. I want to be better for myself. And uh, I want to beat what I did yesterday and to be a better artist and to be a better fund manager And uh, it's also a little bit of selfish. And I think it's okay to be a little bit selfish and think about yourself uh, and your own happiness because you cannot bring happiness to others if you're not happy with yourself.
0: Absolutely. I wouldn't say it's selfish. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I was actually listening to a podcast today that said that there's this very bad confusion between the terms like self-love and selfishness. Yeah. Like, so like people think, oh, I'm being selfish, but no, you're just doing what's best for you. I
1: firmly believe that you cannot make anybody happy if you can't make yourself happy. So it's an investment. So self-love is an investment in yourself and others, so.
0: Yeah, and even like do, doing the things that you love, it's an investment in yourself. Totally. Right. And Jorge, what are your goals or plans for the future? You already mentioned that you wanna provide for your daughter. But you also said that you're looking to be, like, a better person, a better artist. Uh, So, yeah, is there a specific goal that you have or, like, plans for the future? I mean, those are specific, but, like, do you have something like, oh, I really want to do this, like a bucket list or just something in general?
1: Well, I want to continue growing in my career. Like, I, I... I was fortunate enough that I was able to get into a managerial position. So I want to continue that. Yeah. Thank you. Continue and and maybe become, you know, manager of a bigger team or or just continue growing professionally that way. I would also love to uh, complete an MBA in the near future. Um, That's something, like you said, it's bucket list is one of those things that I'm like, I got to do it. And uh, I've been putting it off for one thing or another, but I think it's time for, to, uh, you know, really, dedicate some time and, and get it done. But in my personal life, um, art, yeah, just continue. I, I don't think I want to grow it because uh, as I mentioned, art for me, it's a form of therapy and it's a very personal space. So I don't think I would like to become a full-time artist or, or you know, be a like very commercially successful. I mean, if somebody wants to buy my stuff, sure, why not? I'll take it. But, um, but I just want to keep doing it. I just want to keep doing what I love, and I, I just want to keep producing art that people like and, uh, and enjoy. And in my personal life, I want to continue just experiencing and enjoying the day. That is one of the fundamental changes that I've, I think I've had in my life. We were, you know, talking in, in the Spanish version about uh, this Buddhist precept of being here now, you know, and being present in the moment and, you know, that mindfulness of um, not thinking about the past, not thinking about what's gonna happen, just enjoy what's happening in the now. So I even had to get a tattoo on my arm to remind me every day, because like, probably like everybody, I tend to worry. But yeah, it's a a goal of mine to continue that path and just, you know, it's okay to have ambition, it's okay to have your goals, but it's also very important to just pause and, and be grateful for what you have. And enjoy it because, you know, you never know when it's going to be gone.
0: Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. <laughs> Our days are numbered. <laughs>
1: yeah, you know, life changes, you know. Did you ever imagine that you're going to end up in, in Canada, in Calgary, uh, when you were, I don't know, 18 or, or younger? I never thought in my life that I would be here. So life goes up and down. It's it's crazy.
0: yeah. Yeah, no, like I think my mom is the one that's more surprised. She was like, "I never thought I would have like a, like a, like a son or a daughter who like who wouldn't live here." But I always knew, like, so what you felt at twenty five, I felt it at sixteen or even like fifteen. I was like, "I want, like, there's more, there's more I want to see." So I feel like I was.
1: You were smart because you got it early, way early. know, I was thinking about dating girls and going out, I wasn't thinking about my future at all. So you were smart.
0: Yeah. So I was like, there's more. I'm sure there's more. So I was also like very stubborn. I was like, okay, if I don't move to another country, I'm going to stay here and work and save money. And then I can like do like a master's like somewhere else. I don't know. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah I, I saw myself somewhere else. But I first wanted to do Australia and then I thought about the United States, but yeah, Canada, like I never like it wasn't until the end when I was like, okay, yeah, this is a like, good option.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? But now you're here. And yeah. You're here. So that's <laughs> that's good that's how life goes. You never know, so en- enjoy the ride while it lasts.
0: Exactly. And talking about like what you what you were saying, like what twenty five hours thinking about this and this and like, oh, yeah, you were smart because like you thought about this when you were younger. So I wanted to ask the last question, Jorge. So what would you say to young people who at 25 feel the same way you did when you were 25, so they may feel stuck? Or even to those who think they have everything figured out and like that everything is planned and like, you know, even what would you say to yourself at 25?
1: Number one, I would say, don't listen to social media. Well, there was no social media when I was 25. But I, if I could, you know, give some advice, don't listen, not only social media, but that just that preconception that you have to have everything figured out by 25 and you have to have this car and you have to have this life and this job, etc., etc. It's not true. And if it's true for, for somebody, that's great. But all lives and all realities are different. And it's OK for you to make a mistake or to realize this is not for you and start over. I did it when I was 26 and I would do it again. Um, If I was 40, when I was 46, maybe I'll realize I I need to be somewhere else. And I won't be afraid to make that change because, you know, change is part of life and and we shouldn't be afraid of it or ashamed of it. You know, starting over, it's a brave, it's an act of bravery and uh, you should be proud of it. The other thing is don't be afraid of make mistakes. Uh, mistakes happen all the time in your personal life, in your professional life. And you bounce back. The bad times won't last. I, from my personal experience, you know, went through dark times, but they taught me, all of them taught me something. They, all of them brought me to where I am today, which is a happy place. I, I'm really happy, you know, and, and content with what I've achieved and the relationships that I have in my life right now. So that's my, that would be my advice. Don't be afraid of, of changing and don't be afraid of making mistakes.
0: Thank you, Jorge, for your insights and for, yeah, opening up. And I said that was the last question, but I do have another one. Is there <laughs> anything else that you like to say that you think it's important and I didn't ask?
1: Uh, no, just to thank you very much for the opportunity. It was really fun to think about, you know, sit and think about you, when I was 25 what I was doing what I was thinking and I was like man this guy's such an idiot I wish I could go back in time and smack him in the head and you know he's just uh, scared him straight into into being a, a better guy but no it's uh, it's been a ride and it's um, and what's happened but good and bad has taught me a lot and, and brought me where I am today so I'm grateful for what's happened and grateful to you for giving me the opportunity to tell a little bit of my story
0: no thank you for. Coming and for yeah opening up, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the episode or you think it will be helpful for someone, feel free to share. You can also find the written stories at medium.com slash project25. If you know someone who would like to share their experience being 25, you can send me a message at the email that's on the episode description or through our social media channels, which are also listed on the episode description. Thank you for your time. I hope you have a wonderful day. I'll see you later. Bye-bye.